I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cut! Baby bitches leave. Hi everyone, welcome back to Enough the Podcast, the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about movies and TV, from your hosts, Ryan Ankner and Scott Sweeney. Wow, you nailed it, bud. Is that it? <laughs> I mean, I think, I, I think, I think that was that pretty was close. It, right? Yeah. All right, good, good. Turkey Boys, I like to throw that in for fun. Oh, right, the Turkey Boys. That's us. We thought we'd switch it up. You did the intro. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monty's out on it, too. He's disgusted. Monty does not like us messing with his routine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 9-11. Welcome to our 9-11 Spectacular, fans. <clears throat> I thought uh, we're going to do in-depth reviews of World Trade Center and United 93. Ah, both movies I notably was intoxicated in the theater during and <laughs> cried. Oh, wow. I cried during both. So this, this was so long ago, back when you could... Uh, right, when, when I was capable of tears mm. based on just letting alcohol take over. Yeah. That major depressant just pouring through my veins. <laughs> yeah, alcohol was not did not agree with the kid, mm. but it did make for a lot of bits in terms of me in tears. I, yeah, I like picturing you in a screening of World Trade Center, crying at like Michael Pena, dying with, in rubble. With Madam. <laughs> Yeah, because those both came out around the same time, oh, so yeah. that was like right in your pocket. I believe we went to Uno's and got cocktails prior. Ooh, that sounds like nice a hell of a night. Nice date. Yeah. And there's also, I still haven't seen it, but that 9-11 movie starring Charlie Sheen Oof. and Whoopi Goldberg. Maybe we'll watch that today. Yeah. That, yeah. Sounds all right. Just saying. I mean, him and Whoopsie in a 9-11 movie? I just can't believe it exists. And I love that it's just called 9-11. Just like, here you go. Effortless. Uh, what's in the news? I mean, speaking of Whoopsie Goldberg, they, did you see a new season of the Eric Andre show? Is uh, roaring out end of October? I did. And he shaved off all of his hair and looks even crazier than ever. Yeah, he looks like he gained a bunch of weight and is like, I don't know if he's trying to look like Pitbull or if he's just like that, wearing wacky suits. But yeah, that, that weird light pink suit that looks like he's in Miami. Yeah, I got a kick out of that. Yeah, I love him. I thought that show was done. So this is a fun surprise. Mm. Yeah, he his stand-up is weird, but I like it. Mm. It's funny. Yeah, he had that one Netflix special. It was good. Where he's screaming a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's a big yell guy. It's not really the type of comedy we have here. Yeah, he also has that movie... From the Jackass guy, where it's like a, you know, which real, one? I can't remember the name of it. It was him and Tiffany Haddish. No, which Jackass guy? The 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 director. Oh, like, okay, okay. So it's like one of, you know, a wacky. Uh, they use real people's reactions to their nonsense kind of a deal. But that looked good. I don't know when that got shelved until. But I mean, Eric Andre show, being back. That's fun. If you've never seen it, folks, the whole run is on Hulu, and, uh, you know, it's a wacky, like, parody of uh, talk shows. It's good. I feel like this could be good music for Scotty's Book Corner. 
How you doing, everybody? I'm Scott Sweeney, and this is the Book Corner. <laughs> bow, 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 Slightly bow. reminiscent of your Alex Jones. Me, like, roaring in with a book on, like, a motorcycle or something. How you doing, everybody? Scotty's Book Corner is a hoax and a conspiracy. I mean, a lot of people have been saying that. <laughs> it's um, under fire. Did you see a RoboCop prequel series is in the early like stages a show? of development? It's a show. That's dumb. And listen to this fun wrinkle. They say it won't feature RoboCop. Doesn't that sound exciting? <laughs> Let's make a RoboCop show without RoboCop. Who's in? Is it I gonna mean, be who's gonna be in it? Yeah, like that I... bald guy that gets like killed in the beginning of the first one. Ooh, Miguel Arteta. Or something? Good pull. Scene stealer. Good pull. It could ah. be a, a Clarence Boddicker origin story. <laughs> we could learn like why he says bitches leave. They can flesh that out. <laughs> there it is. I was looking for it. Um, I mean, I'll watch anything RoboCop adjacent. Ooh. But I'm probably not going to like it. Yeah. Another thing, I probably will too. They'll nice just slap shut. the name on it and I'll be like, well, I probably should get this in. <laughs> nice shut. Even though RoboCop's not involved. Yeah, that's got to be bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see that the Kardashians, here, keeping up with the Kardashians, I should say, is going off the air after 16 seasons. Hmm. As is The Walking Dead after 11. Ooh. So I think what they should have done is just switched shows. <laughs> and the Kardashian family is existing in that universe and vice versa. Sort of like those zombies on Rodeo Drive. And mm. I don't think there would have been much slack yeah. to pick up on either end. The Walking Dead. <clears throat> a complete rebranding. I actually didn't know Keeping Up with the Kardashians was still on the air. Yes. That new episodes for Literally, like, two decades. Yeah, like, aren't they all billionaires? Why are yes. they still doing this reality show on the E! Network? <laughs> because Ryan Seacrest probably smarmily locked them into a 40-year deal and... Yeah, baby. Who knows? Yeah, that dome. Yo, come at me with this but Yeah, I don't know anyone who still watches... Did, do you even still nah, watch that? Yeah. I never really did. I, I'm... I don't like to be on the bandwagon and you know i hate the kardashians bro like they're dumb and they're not anything you know like yeah. what are they famous for yeah, like that whole like, argument even, yeah it's people have been doing that joke for as long as they've been famous and they're mm -hmm. even more relevant today than they were 20 years ago or whatever they came on the scene first so it's that it's, is sad but true so stop with that bit because doesn't well, they've broken not even broken the mold but they've put a magnifying glass on the fact that you can get rich and famous in America for nothing. Yeah, and every time I've seen clips of their show, it's just them on vacation, like having a nice time, and people are just recording it. You're just doing them a favor and like making nice home videos for these people. Yeah, it's a very dumb show. Yeah, and I don't care whether it's on the air or not, mm. but it is news. And I was limited this week, I must admit. There's not a ton happening, but... But yeah, Walking Dead-wise... Walking Dead is... I can't believe that exists still. I can't believe they're finally... Well, it's good and bad news. <clears throat> they said like it got renewed for a final season, but we're going to do another new spinoff that focuses on Daryl and Carol. Daryl is the fucking boondock saint guy who's always on a motorcycle, who's just like... Norman Reedus. Yes, there it is. And it's just like, do we really need more of that like for forever? Just end it if you're going to end it. Just have him roar into like Mayans or something and just <laughs> like let him get homogenized into one show and yeah. no one will care. 
And they have that other spinoff that's about like kids growing up in that universe. It's like it's done. Great. It's in the obits. They just like zombies, the series refuses to die. Mm. And we'll be dealing with it forever, even though it's over. It's fucked up. Oh shit. Did you hear that Eminem, uh, rapper Eminem, I should say, had an intruder in his home who Eminem actually mistakenly thought it was his nephew, and then when he saw his face, realized it was a stranger, and that it was a 29-year-old um, mentally ill person who came to Eminem's house to, as he said, to murder him. Oh, wow. And I guess somehow Eminem got out of there, and the kid is being arrested and now charged with aggravated... Not assault, because he didn't do anything, but I think like the, the, the meditating of the murder or whatever, and also breaking and entering and like unlawful entry. Do you think he was listening to this outside before he went in, like to get all psyched up for it? <laughs> Charging himself up like, you yeah. can do it, man. It's my time. Can't believe Eminem didn't answer all my letters. Yeah, that's gritty. The, uh... So he was caught inside the house? What yes. was the end of the story again? I guess they, Eminem got out of there and called the police and they came and I don't know. I don't, they didn't, they were vague in page six, but I thought the story was funny. Maybe he'll write a dope song about it. Probably. Yeah. It's been a while for him. Remember how, how good he used to be? You were never like as big a fan as I was, but I was like the Eminem guy mm. and now his music is so bad. I even still, I kind of like some of the ones where he does the really fast thing. I still like when he does that. I don't really hate it, but it's not the same. Yeah. He's this, definitely lamer and yeah. has uh, lost a step. It was great when he was mad and on drugs. Mm. It just worked. No doubt. Did you see that fucking Rick Moranis commercial for like Mint, some app, some sort of like money saving app? He's it's, doing commercials now, huh? Exactly. Like, he disappeared for, like, decades and finally makes his big return in an app commercial with Ryan Reynolds. Oh. And Ryan Reynolds, the whole bit is like, oh, we got Rick Moranis back. And then they're standing there and he's like, what do you want me to do? And they're like, nothing. You're just Rick Moranis. And it's like, oh, haha. Like, it, <sighs> it reminded me of a Super Bowl commercial and how expensive and unfunny it was. It was, it really like bummed me out. Just lazy to the max. Yeah. Like Mar nothing better. Moranis, come, you're coming back doing this? <sighs> what happened to that kids, uh, not even shrunk the, whatever it's called, like shrunken kids or. Yeah, I think it's just shrunk. That's still, I think, happening. Good. But it, I don't know. Ryan Reynolds, enough. Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin are Do just welcomed their fifth child. Oh. And I'm wondering how long until Baldwin calls her up and leaves mean voicemails calling her a pig. Classic. I feel like we need to get that happening sooner rather than later. Mm. Glad to hear that. The You informed me of this. Another blackish spinoff is coming. Call I'm glad you wrote that down. This sounds like a joke. Oldish. Starring Lawrence Fishburne's character from Blackish. And Jennifer Lewis, the his wife's character. I'm surprised Lawrence Fishburne uh, didn't turn the role down to do a turkey, mm. as he's been famously known for with every turn except for The Matrix, pretty much. Well, yeah, it's weird that they're doing that new Matrix, but he apparently like wasn't invited back. I don't know, like they just don't want him involved. They probably just don't want to pay his check. And Morpheus is the only character that like survived those movies. It makes no sense at all. And now he's doing oldish. Great. How many ishes are there going to be? We got enough ish. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just you and me, like, living in a house. Turkey-ish. Turkey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I love Kenya Barris, and Black as Fuck is, to me, the one of the funniest running shows, like, what that's still on air. Mm. And I don't know. I did, I did not. I think Blackish is a watered-down version, and he's funnier with a little more edge and a little bit more explicit. That that like watered-down ABC family-friendly shit doesn't work for me. Mm. Speaking of that, I saw that Tyler Perry shot 19 episodes of his new series that's called Bruh in just four days. They shot 19 full episodes in four days. I'm sure that's great content. Yeah. He probably yeah. wrote 19 episodes in four minutes. Yeah. I'm just like racing through like, that was fine. That's great. Go, Perfect. one take, everything. He's like, leave the camera running. He's like the new Ed Wood. It's, uh, and he's a billionaire now, as we were discussing last week. His giant is, house. He has no time to, uh, to waste. He's just fucking roaring along. We do a little trailer talk. We got a bunch of... Would love of, to. I watched a bunch this week, actually. What'd you watch? That new Dune trailer. I actually haven't watched that yet. I think I'm just going to go in sight unseen. Mm. It was kind of underwhelming. Just because they like hyped it up so much. Even though it's just a trailer. It's like, it finally came out and it's like, yeah. Okay. Looks like it yeah. might be cool. Are they done shooting that? Yes. Okay, cool. And, you know, it's got a good cast. Great director. We love Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm into that. I don't really remember the original Dune. You'd watch that this week, right? Yeah. We'll talk about that in reviews. I feel like everyone pretends to have read the book Dune, which is like 9,000 pages. Come on. Yeah, it's like... I don't read, period. Yeah. And there's nothing to pretend. And um, did also, you see... Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, there's that new Sandler movie, Hubie Halloween. They released the trailer for it. A new Netflix, uh, A Ridge. What do you think? I mean, I'm thinking new classic. Featured review uh, whenever it comes out. What do we have, like three weeks to wait there? Yeah. I mean, you got Kevin James back on the scene. It's got like all the Sandler sidecars. And it's him doing like a Waterboy type voice again. He's playing like a weirdo who like is into the paranormal. And then when it actually starts happening, nobody believes him. And he's like, also Shaq. Is in this movie they work him in a lot huh mm. is this like his third appearance i feel like he eked into both the grown-ups movies i think you're right that big oaf <laughs> i think i'm he's here ready. for shack though i get a kick out of it he's ready for another starring vehicle remember when he used to star in movies like Steel? oh like kazam yeah we're ready for another one of those phases who was that kid from kazam i feel like that kid must have killed himself he probably had a gritty life I, i'm gonna google it right now i'm i'd bet the farm that this kid didn't make it Check i'm gonna google side. whatever happened to the kid from kazam <laughs> and they also have a trailer for that new vince movie did you see that one that movie uh, freaky no it's you like told a, me about it though yeah it's like a high concept horror movie he plays a murderer who he goes to kill some babe and they through some sort of nonsense switch bodies so it's like a, a fun body switch movie and then like Ba, ba, ba. He's the soul of him is in a babe, and she's killing all his friends. And then Vince is the girl, and he's like, has to convince his friends it's him. It looks fun, actually. Also, take a peek on the screen for Max Capra from Kazam. Wow, that's what he looks like today. What do Atta you think? boy. He powered through. That like overly gelled, spiky, petty, and 
yeah, awkward neck and face tattoos. That's like a Backstreet Boys goatee. It's disgusting. Yeah, he looks bad. Despicable. He's not fat, though. So he's got that going for him. Word. Um, but yeah, Vince. I'll, I'm in. I'm into the Vince. I'll watch anything Vince does. Yeah, you and I both know we're in. He's doing some different stuff these days. And this is from the Happy Death Day guy, which is a movie I didn't right. love, but it's got the same kind of vibe, like a horror comedy that actually looks kind of funny. I thought that was okay. Yeah. Lucy and I watched that and then the sequel in a row, mm. and it was fine. Yeah. I don't think I finished the second one. I don't know. The second one is much worse. Yeah. Much, much, much worse. Groundhog Day stuff. Um, the Golden Girls are coming back to TV. Safe. With a twist. Oh. It's going to have an all-black cast with an all-star lineup that includes Tracy Ellis Ross. I think she's on Blackish. Mm. I think she's Regina King, Alfre Woodard, and Sana Lathan. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they just took the Blackface episode of Golden Girls off of Hulu. And now they're doing this? They're it's, they're making up for it. <laughs> yes. I don't, you know, I'm all for black content. Make as much of it as possible. I love black people. Whatever. I am Mister Black. People. Exactly, that's me. <laughs> but why? I'm, this is a nothing to do with race. Why do we have to remake everything? Yeah. We've done this already. I'm not going to do this break again. But why? Golden it's, Girls was fine. It existed in its own universe. There was 18 fucking seasons or whatever. They went away. Yeah. Let it die. We don't need another one. Or just come up with something else and don't... You're not going to rope people in based on nostalgia with this. They just want that name. They feel like people will recognize the name and be like, oh, I guess I got to watch this. This is like the new show. I hope they all dye their hair golden to like make a thing of it. Is that why they're called... Demolition man hair? Is that why they're called the Golden Girls? I was thinking like it's the golden years of their life. There we go. That was my interpretation, but... They might not be old enough to be playing, although maybe they are older. Black women also don't look as old as white women at that age. Oh, black word. women age much better. That's good. There'll probably be some jokes about that. Probably, on yeah. this program. Like, oh, you're 55? Like, no, I'm 88. Ha, 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 We're having fun. Did you see that Amy Schumer has Lyme disease? Wow. So everybody, we're actually starting a GoFundMe here at the Enough Podcast oh. to pay for amy schumer's lyme disease medicine because her career after marrying that autistic guy and gaining a bunch of weight and having a baby is not going anywhere especially with stand-up shut down in new york i mean i think her food network show would would argue with oh, you there. true <laughs> that's true that but she's all right i don't mind her the the masked singer is <laughs> coming back and they're going to include their first ever two-headed duet costume in the premiere huh and spoiler alert folks it's gonna be the turkey boys we've been hired by the master we unveil ourselves no one recognizes us whatsoever (laughs) i start crooning everyone's sick to their stomach is nick cannon still attached to that show or did they kill him off that too even though I think he created it, didn't he? Isn't that like his thing? I heard him talking about it on Howard Stern, like an old interview. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. And like Ken Jeong is one of the side hosts. I can't believe that show that still exists. That tiny dick. <laughs> Borat 2. Yes. Uh, that's going to be great. Sasha Baron Cohen, I guess, filmed it in secret is what I read. I love a reveal like that because that means it'll probably come out soon. He already like shot it and edited it and completed it, the whole deal. 
So hopefully they just slap that on demand in a few I months. I think he timed it about as perfectly as he could time it in terms of Borat coming full circle from getting beaten to death by dummies to being funny again yeah. because it's like just now out of the zeitgeist. I was just thinking the other day, I think my wife is back. I <laughs> it, it definitely left, but now it's very back. I agree. And like, very nice. How much? Yeah, I'm trying to remember all the... What kind of dog is this? I have a chair. I have a chair. <laughs> King of the castle. That movie, I might be due for a rewatch. I haven't seen that in I, some time. The Borat, the Borat episode maybe next week. Ooh. I think Bruno's really funny too. You said you weren't I love wild Bruno. about Bruno. I think it's just because I went into Bruno with the expectation that it would be better than Borat, because mm. it's kind of a funnier concept, like some gay guy wearing his underwear in public, and no doubt, it just wasn't to me. Borat is just such a perfect character. I love people just thinking he's real and like that. That's like an actual person, and I don't know. It just I get a big kick out of him offending people and like pooping in a bag at dinner and yeah everything he does is funny i'd like to see who at this point he could even convince that he's not doing a bit it's like who wouldn't recognize him he did that showtime show where he legit had to like wear a bunch of prosthetics to avoid that because everyone knows he's like the goof guy who gets people how about um what was i gonna say god damn it what you got, Steph? Something about you? Sasha Baron Cohen. I think he's been taking a stand a lot recently with, you know, climate change and everything else that's going on here in America and Seems the presidency. Fair. And like, I get where he's coming from, but it just feels weird. Like the Borat guy is taking a stand. Just take a stand. Mm. I don't know. Not really his place. Wow. And I get that he's informed and he's intelligent, but. I don't know. I think there's just so many stands being taken all around me at all times. I just kind of want to separate my laughs from the stands. Okay. Because I don't think people shouldn't have the right to take a stand. Take a stand together. Wow. But I would also like a break when I'm having a laugh. Mm. Do you agree? Yes. It is time to take a stand. Okay, that's enough stands. (laughs) It's like, how long is this going to go on for? The I thought we'd do a little box office report, just because we can for the first time in a while. Oh, or what are those numbers like? Yeah, God. At number three, we got Unhinged with a hot $2.2 million <laughs> weekend. God damn. So low. A, lot of, a handful of people took in Russell Crowe. Is that worldwide or just USA? That, yeah, oh, I think just US. Okay. And The New Mutants brought in a, a lean $3.7 million. Right in that meaty part of the curve. Hmm. And Tenet came in with... Number one with twenty point two million. That's which is a lot, but like normally it would be like, oh, that's like a catastrophic. It would normally failure. have been two hundred. Yeah, probably. And uh, wow, we saw it. Yeah, we'll be getting to that uh, later in the program. I fucking hated it. Wow, spoilies. Um, that's funny. Okay, what do you think it's gonna pull in this weekend? Like eight. Definitely less. I'd say I imagine eight. most people who were going to see it like saw it then. Although I don't know, right? Who, who knows in this uh, in this climate we find ourselves in? Was the I know we're not going to do the review now, but the theater you were in for it, you said there was only one other guy and he was clipping his fucking toenails. Yes, that was like unbelievable. Fingernails or toenails? I hope fingernails. I couldn't okay. see, but yeah, like 
hadn't been to the movies in like six months. I sit down, empty theater. I'm like so, I'm just like, oh, look at this, beautiful. Like, and the the previous running, the movie was about to start, and in strolls this monster of a gargoyle. Like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, this guy is going to bother me. <laughs> what? Did, how many? He had no bites though. There's no food allowed, right? No, but just like he was making like old man noises, oh. and then. Once he started clipping his fingernails, like I heard the unmistakable like clicks, and I'm just Jesus Christ! I'm just like looking around, like is this a bit? Like I would have lost it. I would have started screaming. Well, no, and I had my mask on, and even though I was the only other person in the theater, I'm like muttering under my mask, like you fucking fucked up asshole, idiot! You're fucking <laughs> clipping your fingernails. Like is this real? Do you think he didn't see that you were in there? Maybe he thought he had the house to himself? That would be the only saving grace here, that he might have thought there was no one else in there. I'm pretty sure he saw me. I was, like, in the middle-ish. Can you imagine working there, and you walk through after the movie, and there's just little, like, dirt-filled fingernail clippings all over the ground? And they smell like barbecue sauce, and just (laughs) a little pile in the cup holder? Yeah. It was almost like too perfect, though. I was sitting there like loving it, and then within seconds, even though it had been six months, I was like, "I'm being irritated to the point of insanity by someone in a movie theater." <laughs> it almost like charmed me, even though he's driving me crazy. And it's like ah, oh, just like old times. And at what point did you kick his ass? Oh shit, kid! The fucking intermission. I went and grabbed a uh, a fucking <laughs> diet coke. Fuck. Um. Did you notice that the Academy of Arts and Sciences, or whatever the hell it's called, motion picture, the Oscars people, Mm. uh, created some sort of standards for qualifications to even be nominated for Best Picture? I saw some sort of blurb about that. I didn't get the story. It's basically like you have to have, and I don't want to get too political here or anything, but they basically, like, I don't even feel like pulling it up, but they're ridiculous. Mm. It's basically every movie has to be Moonlighter. It can't even be nominated. It has to have like a member of color as one of the main actors, a woman as one of the main actors, a person of multiple genders or whatever the fuck. Like it's so just you, all these little rules. You like have to pass the Bechdel test, like literally <laughs> to even be considered. Wait, what's that? That's this thing in movies where they test if like a, if a woman character like talks to another character about something that isn't a man it's a bunch of things that like aren't in most movies because of sexism or what have you. Mm. But now it's yeah, it's that's yes yeah. basically the movie has to be they you, moonlight moonlight was the cover of the article like the photo of him baptizing his son in the ocean or whatever the fuck that was. Mm. It's that's like what they're using as a the frame the template. So which, not every movie will be about like right a, like, a drug dealer. Like a, bathing a child who isn't his in the ocean right with like a you know special needs kid who grew up somewhere disenfranchised with like an asian mom and a you know like japanese oh boy (laughs) (laughs) trying so hard to like like dodging those like Mm. i'm a racist landmines i think you're on the way to getting nominated though that sounds like (sighs) me i I don't think i've ever been nominated or will be nominated for anything and i'm okay with it He's back. Um, speaking of the Oscars, John Gosling and Kate, I guess still Gosling from John and Kate Plus 8, Hi. are in the news again. John apparently punched and kicked their 16-year-old son, and Kate 
I guess, called the police and is now pressing charges against him for child abuse. I barely even remember these people. Were they the, they're the plus eight? They're the show? Yeah, yeah, Johnny K plus eight from, I think, TLC. Mm. And then they are, they had eight kids, I guess, eight octuplets. And now they're famously divorced. Hi. 16 years later. Wow. Oops. <laughs> they, oh, were a punch, they were a punchline for years because he got really fat and then he was poor and then he was DJing. And I think he did a porn or something really weird. Yeah, that sounds right. I kind of remember yeah. that. That was, I love that kind of stuff. Like a big, big fall from grace and just humiliating, celebrities humiliating themselves. It brings me a lot of joy, <laughs> as I discussed. He loves it. Yeah, that's gritty. So he's warring with one of the eight? I guess he punched and kicked his son, which to me, I think, should be a rite of passage as a young man. Wow. You know? I mean, you gotta... You gotta live. You gotta go through some stuff to become a man. Dopely. The... That's, all my, news? that's yeah. all my news, yeah. yeah. Do you have any obits? I do not this week. I'm loving everything. I don't think I do either, but I got some shuts. I got for some you. shuts too, though. That I'm actually looking forward to. Do, 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 do you have, I have three a good ones? Shuts. I shut off uh, the new Netflix original series Away. I heard that was bad. Hillary Swank plays an astronaut with a family. Ugh. I heard Howard recommending it, which is such like a kiss of death. I heard that too. I was like, let me. I loved it, Robin. It was so good. But it's. Hillary Swank's another person who disappeared for like a decade. Now she's just like, hi, I'm back. What do you think? Mm. And like, she's an okay actress, but I don't know. Remember me begging you to walk out of Million Dollar Baby and you refused? I do. I was so locked in to that. Fuck, I wanted out of that. It's a hell of, hell of a picture. I didn't, I can't do it. Moquishla, <laughs> you little underdog. And Morgan. Um, but yeah, this show. I don't know. If you're into space, maybe check it out, but <laughs> I feel like there's a zillion new streaming shows about an astronaut, and they all have, like, subpar effects, and they're all just kind of the same. They're just, like, planning a launch the whole season. It's like, who cares? What are we doing Yeah, here? I'm bored with that. What else? I shut off another Netflix original movie called Love Guaranteed. I think I shut that off, too, and forgot to write it down. Nice little rom-com with Rachel Lee Cook and Damon Wayans Jr.? Actually, no, I didn't. That sounds great. Yeah, I was like, this is an interesting duo. I popped it on. Bad. It was, yeah. Rachel Lee Cook How still she looks... How's she look? She looks Good? great, I will say. Mm. She's still all that, folks. She's Yippee! on the list. List. And this movie was from the director of Daredevil and Ghost Rider, which I thought was funny. Both Ghost Riders? I think just the first one. Oh yeah, because the the one the second one was someone else. That was Neville Dean and Taylor of the of Crank fame. Hep. But I was just like, oh, this guy used to do blockbusters. Now he's doing like Netflix a Ridge. They should have called it Dud Guaranteed. Hated it. Watched like thirty minutes. Shut it. And I also shut off Playmobil the movie. Oof. Yeah, I saw that on like Stars or Showtime. Yeah, Stars. This movie was like one of the biggest theatrical bombs in recent years mm. they made it obviously because the lego movie did so well they were like i guess let's try it with playmobil <laughs> like do kids even know what these are anymore i think kids have playmobil but the name recognition or brand recognition isn't there mm. so it's sort of 
not it'd be as if they made a movie like the founder about del taco yeah and people just like wait a, a del taco you're like okay. have i been there i think i've been there you're like i guess all right oh we want to there's a movie about the history okay okay i'm not gonna see it but yeah yeah but this movie's animated but the, the beginning of it is like a 10 minute section of live action where a girl and her younger brother are like singing a peppy song and then they get interrupted by the police arriving at their home to inform them that their parents just died in a car accident. <laughs> and it's one of those, it's like, why are you starting this like animated fucking... Is she there drinking champagne with you in her wheelchair? This animated toy movie with like something like this. It just seemed so fucking insane. Yeah, uh, that looked shuttable. I didn't even I didn't even watch the fucking Lego movie, so... Lego Movie's charming. That's a good Everybody movie. Everybody says they loved it, yeah. But yeah, this one, I watched like 30 minutes of it. When it gets animated, it was... Buddy, buddy. Oof. What uh, would you shut? I think that's everything. I shut off 7500, that pilot movie where the plane gets hijacked with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Hmm. I thought it was dumb and boring, and I the sound of the guy banging on the cockpit trying to get in for about 10 minutes straight, I couldn't take it anymore, so I had to shut it off. Wow. I like that movie. Uh, yeah, so did Parsons. And, oh, I just thought it was boring. I don't know. Dead. That's fair. Uh, Chemical Hearts. Hi. Some, like, teenage rom-com bullshit on Netflix, I think. Oh, yeah. I saw the ad for that. Real boring. That looked like more of a rom-drom. Or was maybe, it a com? Maybe, yeah. There was, like, I don't, maybe there was no com. I don't know. I didn't get into it enough to know. I hate a rom-drom. So it was, at least give me some, like, bad agreed, bits. Yeah. And, you know. It was bad. And then Teenage Bounty Hunters, which was the new Genji Kohane show. I and shut that a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's. I forgot you shut it. I wish I remembered. Okay, because it was, it was bad, and uh, Lucy and I put it on, presupposing that because Weeds was moderately interesting, and Orange is the New Black was moderately interesting, that this would also be moderately interesting, and it just wasn't. Mm. It, was, it was worse than ever. Maybe we've aged out, but. No, I think it's just a dud. Bad show. It was very unrealistic, like teenage bounty hunters, but it's like going for a realistic vibe. It's like this wouldn't happen. This no. is just this is too silly. It doesn't even make sense. Is that all your shots? That's it. Maybe we take a break. Come I'll back like in a few moments, that. folks. Alright. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, folks. Uh, this week's featured review is Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan picture, which we both saw separately in a movie theater. I already told my annoying story. Did How was your theater experience? Weird. Yeah, after not... It's been like six months or so. Yeah, my buddy Rian and I went to the Chestnut Hill Theater that we like so much, you mm, and I. It's a hot theater. It was not the same. Mm-hmm. There was no one there, literally. That's good. Four employees. As much as I love an empty house, I don't want it now under these terms. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it felt like the down, like, it just felt like the end to me. I got this, like, you ever, like, you see something happening and you're just like, yeah, but we're probably not going to do this that many more times. 
I know what you mean. Like, I was... I didn't like it. I was pleased there was nobody there, but also bummed that there was nobody there. I know what you're saying. It was odd. It's a double-edged sword or whatever the term is. Yeah. It felt like a catch-22. Like, I was like, yeah, of course the empty theater is great. And when I pretend that I give a shit about the coronavirus, I can say, oh, there was no one in there. It was so safe. Mm. But also, the coronavirus is killing the movies. And we could go down that fucking hole again, too, but I'd rather not. Yeah. But basically, we walk in, the machine wouldn't print the tickets, standard, pain in the ass. Mm. So I go, okay, we go upstairs, I show them my barcode, the guy scans the barcode, it won't scan, doesn't know what to do. (laughs) I'm right, I just, immediate eye clench, I'm like, well, here we go. He brings over one manager, and what do you think? Do you think that manager got it resolved quickly and we got right in? I'm going to guess No. You are correct. Okay. That manager had no idea what he was doing. Not really sure he was even a manager. I think he was just, you know, older. A Mr. Manager. Just manager is fine. <laughs> and then they brought over the third manager. Oh. That's when you know it's getting good. When mm. there's Well, I guess the first guy was just a cashier, so it's second manager. I hope this was three of, like, nine managers that you no, had to deal just with. No, th- just the three. Okay. Thank God. And the third guy muddled over it. All three of them, mind you, have now touched my phone, mm. which, you know, we're supposed to worry about. Was that the classic Scotty Key drop? Mm. Love it. Um, was Now all three of them have touched my phone. Not just like a quick peek, like manhandled, like pushing buttons, mm. switching windows, like holding it up to the, key, the thing, scanning it with the scanner, mm-hmm. pause all over it, hand it back to me. Finally gets it to work, prints out the tickets, we go in, or no, we are about to walk in and I was like, and I asked them, I said, we can still order food and everything, right? Because I figured they were under the same umbrella as restaurants. You wanted some chicken tenders. I did, yeah. Mm. And how do you think that went? Was that a no-go? Also a no-go. Wow. They said, I'm sorry, there will be no food and beverage services of any kind within the theater. And That kind of makes sense, but it's annoying. But Why? What's the difference? Why is that different than a restaurant? It's it's the thing that I hate about coronavirus is the arbitrary lines in the sand drawn by no one yeah. that mean nothing. Go, oh, well, you can have food over here, but you can't have food over here. And you can be here, but you can't be here. And this guy's allowed here, and this guy can't go there because of this and this. And it's like, we have this expert, this little guy, little Italian guy with glasses, Dr. Fauci, and he's an expert, right? Because he worked on AIDS in the 80s, which we know how well that went. Yeah, they're probably just, just like shut up. Like we're barely even open. We can't. Yeah, they and then it's like I would have spent. I would have spent sixty bucks on food. I was starving. I was gonna get chicken tenders, popcorn, which is free. Probably two drinks. Oh, and a meal, like a full meal, like a like a like an entree with like a tender warm up. Mm. I was going all in. So you had to put up with a lot of annoyances. At least you love the movie, right? I didn't. Oh, I have one more annoyance too. One more thing. And oh, we're not done. So I said to my buddy, let's go to the juice press and get a protein shake and we'll bring those in. So mm. we go over to the juice press, we pay $14 for a protein shake each. And then we went back in and the minute we got to the door, what do you think happened? Can't bring that in? Cannot. Classic. No outside beverages. I looked at her and I said, why? And just stared at her mm. and she just didn't, nothing. <laughs> And then it just was a standstill. And I, and she goes, well, and she threw us the bone of, if you'd like, I can keep them up here and give them to you after the movie. 
And I said, I'm sure it'll be delicious in three hours. Yeah. Like, what, what an offer. And nice I, of you. I got upset. I was pissed. Yeah. And so we went in and, you know, the tenant began. I thought it was awesome in the beginning. I was really into it. Yeah. The, well, yeah, if we're getting into the movie. Yeah. That the, opening my, se- my complaints are done now. That well, opening scene of Tenet, I was like, here we go, baby. Like, it's like this big auditorium and you don't know what's going on, but it's just like dope, awesome. That was the only scene I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. This movie was kind of a mess. Yeah. The, one thing that I've seen a lot of other people complaining about that I agree with, you can't understand a lot of the dialogue. Like when people are just talking to each other, it's like, huh? Like, I guess I stopped listening. Like the score and everything sounds great, but just the dialogue, it's like a Christopher Nolan thing. Like people can't understand Bane. It was in one of his other movies. But he cranks up the audio on explosions and the score. Yeah. And Turn cars it. and all background noises and blo- like any bombs of any kind, just loud, loud, loud. Yeah. That dialogue. Turn it up, baby. I feel like they're going to win some sort of a sound editing award, but they shouldn't. Yeah. Because it does sound great, but you're right. The dialogue is way too low. There were at least like 20% of interactions. I was like... Like, they're talking about complicated, like, future nonsense tech stuff to begin with. But I, on top of that, I couldn't understand what Do you know what happened in this movie? No. I have, like, a general idea. I got the gist of it. But it is classic Christopher Nolan in that it's just unbelievably confusing. And, like, you know, inside of itself, backwards, zippings. It's just... What could you even say as a summary of this movie? Yeah, like... I mean, two guys. And two like, One of them is, and they're, what are they, in the CIA? They don't, yeah, like it's purposefully vague. The lead character, his name is the protagonist. <clears throat> they don't even give his character a name. Great. It's that, like, cool. vague. But John David Washington, the star of this movie, I thought he was decent. Yeah, he's an actor. Better than Denzel. What do you I think? I don't like that bit. <laughs> heard that before. Don't he's like it. it. Wow. Nope. Uh, Hamesh Patel from yesterday uh, was did really well. Did you notice him? Oh yeah, that was the guy from yesterday. Monty was really really excited about that. He, <laughs> he actually wrote in to let me know that not only is yesterday his favorite film, mm. but to see Hamesh outside of the yesterday box, Monty wow. said that it really made his leg almost feel real. Wow, that was his exact words. It made his leg tingle. Is what wow. he said. And yeah, it does have a good cast. Michael Caine has a, a Popeye. Very loudly indeed. He sounded nasally than ever. He sounds yes. like he might be, like, not long for the world. Her colleagues call her camel tail. I'm impossibly seasoned. Um, he and Christopher Nolan are thick as thieves, yeah. I wrote down, this movie looks so expensive. Can you mm. imagine, like, if I worked for the New York Times and I walked into my <laughs> boss's office and I handed him my tenant notes and he saw... This movie looks so expensive. (laughs) John David Washington sounds like his dad. Dark Knight vibe. Himesh Patel from yesterday made me cackle. I'm so fucking confused. That's my only six notes. That's it for the whole two and a half hours. Those are good notes. I think you covered everything pretty much. I wrote down, I'm so fucking confused, and I corrected to ducking, and that's funny, but I I was lost. I didn't know what was happening. And then my buddy was like, well, you should, st-. he's like, you're texting too much. You're not going to catch it. And I'm like, 
I do this in all movies. You and I have not been to the movies together, so this is a thing you never learn about me. A, B, needed Scotty Boy to fill me in on more stuff, but turns out, had you even <laughs> oh. been there, you wouldn't have been able to fill me in. Mm. You didn't know. Yeah. So what were, what are you giving it out of ten? The other day you gave it a, a, a tentative four. Well, my joke answer is two out of ten. It. But dun, dun, dun. I like that. That's low. I don't know the considering like like it had good things about it. like you're saying how expensive it looks yeah it, it looks cool and one of the cool Christopher Nolan things is he'll have like a big money shot like there's a plane crash in this movie and other similar things that like he doesn't linger on for too long he just shows it for like the amount of time where it would happen it's a very cool move where it's it's just like right it, a scene probably costs five million dollars and he's it's a minute. Yeah, like certain right. movies where like they have a big explosion, they'll show it like nine times just to be like, look, we actually did it. And nine times. Look how it's happening. He's he very confident, confidently. He's uh, definitely super talented. Yeah. Can't take that away from him, but I hated this fucking movie. Yeah, I didn't love it either. And I didn't go in with crazy expectations, and I wasn't like putting a lot on it, it being the first movie I've seen in a theater in six months. Loved it. I was just sitting there like, yeah, let's just see what happens. Mm. And it really didn't wow me. No. And I was very bored and very confused. And it was akin to the feelings that I had when watching Inception. Yeah, like... even Confused in its, and dumb and bored. Even in its best moments, it's good, not great. Like the whole... <sighs> not to get into spoilers, even though we couldn't spoil this movie for couldn't, you. If because, we tried, yeah. But, like, when they do the inversion, the backwards stuff, it's not even that impressive. It's just like, oh, yeah, that thing's going backwards. Like, I kept waiting for it to heat up and the backwards stuff to, I don't know, form into something more interesting or, I don't know. It just never really came together for me. I'm the backwards man, the backwards <laughs> man. I can yeah. talk backwards fast as you can. <laughs> I saw someone do that bit on Twitter, like, tenant. 2020 and it was just that clip from Freddy Godfinger. Wait, someone already did that? Oh, yeah. God damn it, Twitter. <laughs> just reaching into my fucking frontal lobe and yanking out all my duds. Yes. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna, you give, is four your real rating? Four I'm, out of ten? I'm giving it an inverted thumbs up. What do you think of that? So the thumbs down? He gets uh, the inversion tactics think, he remembers. I had to think about it. I'm not kidding. I don't see how that's even possible. I don't but. either. I'm, I'm ashamed, but now it's recorded and it's out there forever. Um, and yeah, friend of the show, Cod, saw this movie two days in a row. And what he, a lunatic. He did a whole thing like, oh, like there's a twist at the end where like you just got to see it again. This movie... What's he talking about? Yeah. I know what he's talking about, but it was the biggest, like, could you of a twist where it's like, I don't need to sit through two and a half hours... Spoil to, it. ...to maybe, like... Spoil it, and let's no. see who cares. <laughs> but it was just... He would never, folks. Yeah. Scotty um, spoils? Yeah. Cod, you're an idiot. I know you don't listen to the show anymore, and the fact wow. that you love this movie that much, you're an ass hat. Yeah. Um, I'd rather watch pretty much anything i'd rather watch the dark knight rises for the fifth time and do my bane impression alone yeah sure. the fire rises i will say even though i was confused the whole time and underwhelmed i was never bored i was just because maybe i was like i was waiting for it to heat up even though it never really did but yeah normal normally christopher nolan movies are like big events and this is the first one in years that i felt was just like another one like, where would you rank this among his movies? The Very worst. low? The worst? 
Name a worse one besides that first movie that I bought and couldn't finish. Yeah, following's a little slow. Really, really slow. This In, is the worst. Insomnia, maybe? No, Insomnia's all right. Yeah, I like has, Insomnia. Yeah, actually, that's Insomnia just, is actually kind of good. Yeah, this is definitely lesser for him. Yeah. I love most of his other movies. The Prestige. Oof, masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, it's his worst. Yeah, might be. Christopher Nolan's worst, Tenet. That's it. That's enough about that. Um, wow. We got into The Boys Season 2. Yes. Started watching that last Friday night, I guess. Mm. I'm loving it so far. You Good said job. you think it was the first season was better. The Turkey Boys. The, uh... <laughs> the O Boys. <laughs> oh, I got these powers. I um, mean... I'm loving it. Yeah, like, for people who don't remember or don't know, this is the Amazon Prime superhero show. And even if you're tired of superhero stuff, which I kind of am, this one's worth it for all the gritty violence and over-the-top laughs. Like, they're really going for it this year. And And it's different than it. It's not Spider-Man. It's dark, it's gritty, it's confusing, it's interesting. And they have some clever new, like, powers like that that guy who can regrow his limbs but he needs money so he like people hire him to like chop his limbs off and And his penis yeah and i was like that's a clever use of a a weird superpower i don't think i'd want that power i know i know one turkey head who would love that power (laughs) can Uh, you guess which one i can monty how are you friend Um, coming up a lot this ep He's probably going to appreciate that. He is our number one head. One thing I don't think we should let that go unnoticed. King of the turkey heads. It's true. Some number one turkey head. But I will say, Giancarlo Esposito is on the boys. He sucks. Yeah, they pop him onto every show now, playing like the exact role he played on Breaking Bad, just like a cool, level-headed businessman. Yeah, I've had enough of it. Agreed. Let's put him in the obits. Like he's, I'm fine with that. He's on the Mandalorian in that role too. It's like, why is? I'm a businessman in space. It's too much of him. Walt, we need more money. How's my, what is it, J C E impression? Bad. Um, I said I hate Dennis Quaid's son. His only redeeming quality was bagging Aaron Moriarty. Babe. She's the blonde babe who plays the character Homelander. Mm. I'm sorry, uh, Starlight. Homelander's the, I guess you could call him the villain. Yes, he's a scene stealer. He's, he's my favorite, yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything either because it is sort of a spoilable show, but there's Aya Cash is a new character this season, and she's very hateable. Mm. And I don't know. I just I think that there's a lot coming. We've watched the first four episodes. There's more coming. There's they released three last week, one this week, and then there'll be one every week until I think it's what a twelve episode. Probably ten. Ten. Yeah. I feel like ten. This is the streaming number. Mm. You also watched uh, Woke, right? Remember yes. You want to talk about Woke? I do. Are you woke? I mean, after watching all eight episodes in like two days, I'd like to think so. Mm. This is a, a new Hulu Ridge starring Lamorne Morris, that guy from New Girl, mm. who I know mainly as the British comic relief from Bloodshot, the Vin Diesel movie. Oh, boy. Remember him in that? Dude, we, we watched all of that, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Fuck. No, I don't, actually. Yeah. 
But he's an American cartoonist, African-American cartoonist, I should say, on the verge of mainstream <laughs> success when an unexpected, excuse me, unexpected incident changes his life. Mm. And then he becomes woke. Yes. And I wrote down, I'm embarrassed to be white already. <laughs> yes. This is one of those shows where he's like juggling his love life, his wacky friends and his job. It's like every show about city life these days. It's like a less funny, less interesting, not as well done version of Atlanta. Yeah, with like some high fidelity right. thrown in. Sure, which and they never should have canceled. Yes. But it the whole angle is like he gets assaulted by the police, then starts imagining things. And like he starts talking to his markers that he draws cartoons with. One of them's voiced by J.B. Smoove. So they have... You know, it's like a dreamlike, wacky kind of setup, but they don't do that too much. It's not like too much of the dream stuff. I was worried they were going to do that, and then they didn't, and I was happy. Yeah, just like once an episode, just to like pepper it in and spice things up. But uh, yeah, good cast. Funny. Blake Anderson from Workaholics. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's a side. Strong scene um, stealer. Did you notice that the writer is, one of the two writers is Marshall Todd, the guy who wrote Barbershop? I know you're a big barbershop guy. <laughs> the biggest. And beauty shop. Any shops. Barbershop 2. Yes. So yeah, this is on Hulu. It's woke. Uh, we're woke now. Yeah. So and I, I take back the like playfully racist stuff I said in the first half of the show. He's back. Because I'm woke. But yeah, I thought it did a really good job calling out race stuff while having a sense of humor about it. Which is not an easy thing to do. Especially in this time. Like, yeah, they tap danced well. Yeah. Because that's something that can get dicey on both sides. Funny, you got something smart, relevant, topical to say. Eight episodes now on Hulu. Real quick, you can breeze through it and... Whoa. I did it in a night and a day. Six days, seven nights. Mm. Are you ready for my cold turkey of the week? I am. I watched White Chicks. How is that cold? It's a 10. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> Had you seen this before? Of course. I... This is the one that just avoided me all these years. And I was like, you know what? Stars. You didn't love it? <laughs> no, I did love it. Okay, good, good, good. It's, uh, this is the movie where the Waynes brothers play FBI agents who are escorting two young blonde babes who get slight scratches on their faces. And then they're like, oh, well, what do we do in this scenario? We need them for this, like, deal that has to go down. <laughs> so they're like, oh will have to become these women it'll like the setup for it is so paper thin and ludicrous you're familiar with the hollywood story that the wayans brothers stole the entire concept for this movie right from face off i'm not sure <laughs> yeah that too yeah. no but some other comedy writer had written it and i think they either read the script and just lifted it or it was one of those like they discussed it or oh interesting yeah apparently it's like it was a big thing and like lawyers were involved i don't know i don't know the whole story but they they did not come up with this premise on their own wow which is surprising because they really are such comedic geniuses yeah and that, that was one of the funniest parts. When this movie ended, I noticed it had nine writers. Right. Nine. <laughs> For, like, such a write-off, That's how you know it's good. Movie. You get that many, you know, hands in the dough, you really make a good burger. But, yeah, like most Wayans Brothers movies, you know, it had a handful of, like, cheap laughs where I'd, like, laugh and be like, oh, like, just laughing at the idea that they would put a joke like that in a major motion picture. 
But it got me thinking, I need the Wayans Brothers back making spoof movies. Where's like Scary Movie 7? Where they can like debunk all the A24 horror movies, mm. stuff like that. Am I getting a green light? I'm not out. He's I'm in. in. I mean, Wayans Brothers, do you listen? Wayans Sisters, any Wayans. Keenan Ivory in particular, we're looking yeah. at you, bud. I think and we he... also need Blank Man too. Ooh. And Please. Little Man too. While we're making requests. But no, yeah. not yet. Very cheesy, ridiculous movie. It's on stars. Um, white chicks. I think Little Man's also on stars. Is Speaking of stars, oh, I got into Star's original Power, The Book of Ghosts. Wow. For oh. the, the premiere of the, I guess it's the first episode of this spinoff. Are we in Ian's book corner? We are. <laughs> Talking about Power? Welcome book to Ian, Ian's book corner. <laughs> um... Basically, Tariq St. Patrick, he is Ghost's son, the famous main character of Power, who is now dead. Mm. And Tariq is a freshman at Stansfield University with a bright future ahead of him. Tariq St. Patrick would be the embodiment of his father's dreams, if not for the double life he's living with his mother in jail for the murder he committed. Oh, damn. And Tariq is pulled between college life and paying for Tasha, his mother's legal representation, and starting off his own branch of the, quote, family business. Ooh. Janice from The Sopranos plays the district attorney or the judge, and it made me cackle. Um, it's, wow. It's really bad. Yeah. It's terrible. It's not even, like, laughably watchable like Power was. It's I'm going to finish it because I, <laughs> I'm an ass, but it's, it's not good. That... Yes, yeah, so it's weird the power got a continuation. I feel like no one on Earth even knows about this show. It got several continuations. There's mm. there's two others, other book, quote unquote, books. Uh, more spinoffs coming. I think they're gonna do like eight episodes and then another spinoff and then another spinoff from different characters' perspective. Because that, that was their thing. Wow. The entire final season of Power was the same day from each character's perspective, hmm. which I think is a cool idea. I think Power will probably eventually team up with The Walking Dead, form a super show of all these spin-offs that have no reason to exist. As you mentioned, Power is like the wire for dummies. Yes. It, uh, it really is. But somehow they found a way to make themselves almost as confusing as The Wire. Mm. And that's what we're in now. Good. <laughs> yeah, like dumb and confusing. Dumb and confusing. So it's the, the worst of both worlds. Yeah, that's Power Book of Ghost. He's in. What else? What else did you watch, TV guys? Wise, I didn't play the TV guys music, but you guys will be fine without it. I mean, as we mentioned early in the program, I watched the original Dune from the mm. '80s, directed by David Lynch and Naomi Watts. Yes, this one, like the trailer for the new one, came out, and I saw that this was on actually HBO Max is what this is on. I was like, you suck his dick. Can we finally give this a go? You loved it, or it was kind of boring, wasn't it? It was fine. It's Would like I very it? cheesy, very 80s, very weird, which is to be expected with David Lynch stuff. But I can't believe this story is something they keep, or something they feel the need to like do over and over again. Dune, like finally seeing it, it's all about like spice and sandworms, and I don't know, it's all just desert stuff. I'm kind of sick of sci-fi movies being in the desert, also. I was thinking watching this. All the Star Wars movies are in the desert. Enough with deserts. Give me like a fun new Under the sci-fi. Sea? Yeah. 
like an avatar too. But I don't know. As I said, like very dated, cheesy, but better than most new sci-fi movies. And it has a lot of very cheesy like narration and characters talking to the camera. Mm. But uh I don't know, a lot of exposition, but it's based on a very long book, so I guess that's to be expected. Yeah, Dune, check it out. Um, I watched on Showtime a two episodes of a docu-series called Active Shooter, which is sad, but I found it quite interesting. It's The two episodes I watched, one are about the James Holmes Aurora, Colorado movie theater shooting, and then the other one was about the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. And it's fucking crazy, the mm. details. And, like, they do a whole thing about trying not to glorify the shooters and make it like there's some sort of an infamous celebrity. But it is still pretty fucking interesting. And mm. I don't know. I, it's definitely worth checking out if you have that morbid curiosity, like I do at least. And you're wondering what may have happened you know, it gave me the perspective of what if it kind of almost puts you what it feels like what it would have felt like rather to be in the movie theater, mm. which is scary as fuck. That's basically like worst nightmare situation. Yeah. So that's active shooter on Showtime. Mm. I got nothing else. What about you? Can we make uh, maybe take a trip to Scotty's book corner? <laughs> I'd love to go to Scotty's book corner. Mm. I mean, as long as you have my theme music. Yep. I also Give saw me an untimely minute here. Let me just sneak in. I watched a Netflix Ridge documentary, The Social Dilemma, which if you're someone who's on your phone way too much like I am, this is the I, scariest. Most I was going to say, up I, I got too scared to watch that. I saw the thing. It's terrifying. Like, Give us some of the information. Just a piece. Don't scare me too much. It's just the way every app and everything on your phone is competing for your attention they go they do a deep dive into like what these companies if it was like it's the, bad huh the models that they build to predict our actions they pay attention to how quickly you scroll or linger over certain things in every app on every website and then like use that to determine just every fact that this movie hit me with i was like oh fuck i should throw my phone in the lake what are we doing I never put my fucking phone down. And it's something that people, I, everyone I know has given me shit about it. Mm. Like in all situations, like, can you put your phone away? Can you put your, can you stop? Mm. My family members are, have lost it on me about the dumb phone. And I'm like addicted to it like a crack pipe. Yeah. And I know that's an unfair comparison for my friends out there in the AA community or whatever. But no, it's but it's scary like how naked you feel without it even in your hand yeah right now like we i don't go on my phone during the show because i know what'll happen mm. i you'll catch me and i'll be completely tuned out yeah and that's with a laptop in front of me which mm. does way more things <laughs> explain that yeah the screens yeah no it's fucking horrifying i cannot find pike and just yeah they go into how much it rewires your brain is oh you can no clearly tell it's just it what do you mean it rewires your brain just the way you think about everything and the way you do everything with your phone. It's just a part of everything. It's exhaust. I wish I could remember more of the facts. It was. Uh, I'm glad you don't. Yeah. Because that's just. Um, I have very little joy in life. And that's one of the things that just aimlessly scrolling to nowhere. Yeah. Is the, you know, my memoir, my second memoir. Ooh. 
Ryan Anchor. Aimlessly scrolling to nowhere. I like it. looking at stuff I'm not going to buy or buying stuff that I'm not going to use. Like sneakers that'll just sit on my fucking shelf and collect dust and then I'll think about selling them and just not do it. Green light. I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. I always thought the I in teen would be a good name for a memoir. What do you think? Works. He's in. It just sound doesn't that sound like the name of a memoir for someone where that would apply? Mm. Like an like an athlete or something. Yeah. Someone who was part of a team. Yeah. Some sort of team of people. <laughs> I mean, peace and love. Peace and love. I'll write it about the turkey team. We are a team. That's yeah. true. But yeah, what's new in Scotty's book corner? Theme music less. I don't know where the fuck it is. I'm glad you asked. Tab. I haven't even picked the book up since last show. <laughs> The something about it, I don't know. The book's so long. <laughs> the fact that I read any of it, I feel like roaring that, in. That should be an achievement. And it's, the phone's a big part of it. Like I'll read a chapter and then be like, hmm, I wonder what's going on on that phone. I should probably like tweet about how I'm reading this book or something. It's sick. It's not madness. I blame the phone for ruining Scotty's book corner. <laughs> God damn it. Listen to that beautiful music. That was the music that used to play at the Hanover Theater, which is never reopening. Fun fact, folks. Wait, the Hanover Theater's done? I think so. Wow. Weren't we talking about that? I might have just made that up. I thought you told me that. Actually, no, I think Brian told me that. That is mm. true. Yeah. I know they reopened Patriot Cinema only. They're Patriot Cinema Hingham Shipyard only. Yeah, the Hingham one's trash. I hate that thing. That's the worst one of all. Why is that the one? That's the one that brings in the most revenue? There's no way. Yeah, I don't see how that makes sense. They must clear have a metric to track this. I don't... They say they are putting a new one in there. Like, it's going to be a showcase. But I mean, Patriot Cinemas, that was was home court. I'm worried about my girl, Patricia Pantsuit. What do you think she's up to? <laughs> Just at home, staring into space, ironing that fucking suit? Yeah. Thinking about that turkey boy who always used to come into Madness. Us just high out of our fucking minds <laughs> 15 years ago, like pushing each other in the aisles like little kids. Yeah. So come on, I'll give you the tour. Fun. Yeah, I miss those days a little bit, and I miss the simpler times of being able to go to a movie and having it actually be a thing where there's a line and there's people and it feels like life. Mm. And I'm not a person who likes crowds. Yeah, I, mean, I love that you're you're missing the lines. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I miss just... I miss feeling like I'm about to do something that matters. Yeah, like well, I'm here, and there's all these other people here, and like this is a thing, and like we got in, we got tickets, and like we got a good seat, and this is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I went through the same thing. I was sitting there alone, like, wow, this rules. Then I was like, wait, why am I alone? Why is no one else here? It was the double-edged sword, as we discussed. Yes, yes, yes. And one last TV thing I forgot to mention. There's a show called Earth to Ned, which is now on Disney+. Plus. I checked it out because uh, Nick Weiger from the Doughboys podcast is a writer on it. And it's like a fake talk show hosted by uh, an alien. They use puppets like the Jim Henson old school puppets, so it's kind of charming. I don't know. It's a cute show. Got good PG laughs. If you like like comedy bang bang, it's very much like that. Hmm. Earth to Ned. 
It's on Disney Plus. Yes. Okay. One of the few like original, mildly enjoyable things they even have over there. Maybe um I have one more idea, yeah. What are you thinking? I don't know. I kinda wanna watch like a bean set crime drama or a smidge. Hmm. Let's see if I have one in the new or in the files here. <laughs> Please, yes. Oh, got it. Ooh. Can I surprise you with what it is? Please. Okay, great. Please, goddammit. Here it comes. Oh my goodness, it's the departed. This is, this is so, this is great. We did a whole preamble for this last week on the show. Fans know this is a huge moment going down right here. Us like... Oh. Oh goodness, Martin. Sheen just made a mess of the sidewalk. <laughs> DiCaprio just covered in Sheen's blood. Sad, something just came off the building. It looked like a fucking green jacket or something. I don't even fucking know. Fuck, kid. What am I gonna do, kid? What do you mean something came off the building? Go again with that. Wow. That guy looks like Anthony Michael Hall in the back seat with that side from Brotherhood. In. Who's in every Boston movie for some reason? DiCaprio actually crushes this. He's like so distraught, and then the guys come out and he has to turn it off in a second. Good acting. Do not fucking pursue. And that's 90 seconds of The Departed. Wow. Gripping. I know. Intense. I, I can't believe you just paused right in the middle of Delahunt to take him into the gut. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> fucked up. But completely Della fair. muscle. Wow. I felt like we were building towards that for maybe the entire duration My of this program. My heart started racing a little bit. <laughs> Martin Sheen. So anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in this week. Um, next week, we'll be brought to you live from Benefix, actually. We're going we're gonna to wing on down to Lancaster, PA, and do the whole episode in Monty's office, which has been vacant for several months. Sounds fun. Benefix. That's uh, B-E-N-E-F-I-X dot net. Yes. Uh, give us a follow and off the podcast. Uh, on Instagram at Podcast Enough on Twitter at Skip Seasoned on Twitter and Instagram Anks at Ankner and Ank underscore Fit Thank you. Appreciate and that plug. What else? Growing my business rapidly and if you are looking for a personal trainer or if you are a personal trainer or no one let me know because I'm doing a cattle call. Let's, let's get everybody lined up. Ooh. Let's make some money together folks. You yeah. and me. Folks, who knows what we'll be discussing next week. I don't know what's coming out. Today was like one of the worst new release days in months. Yeah, we had literally nothing to watch, so yeah. we watched The Boys together. Yeah. Now I don't know what the fuck I'm going to watch. We'll figure something out. Folks, that's enough. Have a good one. Have a good one, man. Uh,